0: Welcome back to episode 82 of the Draft FC podcast. Welcome back to the Draft FC podcast. My name is Mitch and I'm your host for another podcast on all things Draft FPL. Now it's just two weeks before the Premier League season kicks off. And in that period, I'm sure most of you listening will have your draft days pencilled in the calendar. And for many of you, probably more than one draft day, depending on how many leagues you're involved in. So in this episode, we're going to get into the all-important draft rankings, which is what everybody wants at this time of year. So it's going to be a series of podcasts going through each position, starting with the goalkeepers today, which probably won't be the longest episode, and then moving through the defenders, midfielders and strikers. Now, with all draft rankings at the moment, things are subject to change pretty much every day depending on the transfer activity, so any of the information in this podcast is up to date as of Friday the 22nd of July, which is when I'm recording. Now, if you haven't checked out the recent episodes, then I would urge you to go back and have a listen, particularly our big relaunch podcast with the rest of the team at Draft FC going through everything that we've been working on over the past few months on the brand new website at draftfc.co.uk. Um, so please do head there, particularly if you want to see the full list of rankings uh, in front of you whilst I'm going through these uh, lists, uh, because I won't be divulging the whole list. I'll just be flicking through and discussing some notable points uh, in the rankings. The other recent podcasts, um, which are just before this one, um, are some really great guest podcasts I've had with uh, you, the listener. So I put a call out a few weeks ago asking if anyone would be interested to come on and just have a chat. Um, and uh, had a really great response and there are three really good episodes um, that I'm proud of and I think everyone will be able to relate to some of the stuff that came up in those conversations so do go and check those out as well. So as I said this episode will be going through the goalkeeper ranks um, and without further ado let's get straight into it. So as I said, if you want to see the full ranking in front of you, head to draftfc.co.uk, sign up, and then just click on the Mitch's Draft Rankings tab, and you'll be able to get all of my draft rankings, both positionally and also complete rankings, depending on your league size, which run from two-person leagues all the way up to 16 team leagues with a full 240 player list for you to use either as your draft ranking for your draft, or as most people probably do as a way to calibrate your own thoughts and feelings and help you decide on players that you're just not very sure on. But anyway, before I start getting into particular picks, some general points on the goalkeepers, which I think are relevant here. So obviously this season, we've now got five substitutes allowed in the Premier League. And I think because of that, the relative value of the goalkeeper position has increased slightly um, versus previous years, and particularly when we compare them to defenders, and particularly the fan favorite wingbacks who are probably likely to suffer the most from the rule change because they are you know increasingly asked to do a lot more in in games these days. They cover a lot of ground, and most teams out there, I think, will be using one or two of their substitutes to give them an early. Rest. So obviously, with the goalkeepers, they're pretty much substitution proof. No manager is going to be looking to bring on a different goalkeeper. The only time I could potentially see it is if someone concedes a penalty in the 90th minute and they feel that they've got a better one on the bench. But otherwise, they're going to be there for the full 90 minutes. It doesn't make sense to switch out a cold keeper. Um, for 20-30 minutes at the end unless there's an injury so when it comes to clean sheets the goalkeepers are pretty much guaranteed to get them if they're there whereas the defenders I think we're going to be left a little bit more frustrated this season when we see lots of 55 to 59 minutes before they're substituted off the other thing just more of a general point obviously if you're in larger leagues particularly more than 10 so 11 or more you know the maths basically tells you that there's not going to be enough keepers to go around so that everyone in the league can have two clear starting goalkeepers. So your options are either to handcuff a backup keeper with a starter. So maybe you draft Allison and also pick up Kelleher, meaning that you're covered in that position anyway. Or your second option, particularly if you're leaving your goalkeeper to very late, is to try and pick a goalkeeper who's pushing for a starting spot Um, over one of our more usual goalkeeping picks. And I'll mention a few of those later on. Now, the other thing particularly aimed at new drafters, and it's a common mistake, is to not value the keepers too highly. Uh, Now, obviously, there's, there's probably two or three different tiers of goalkeeper in the Premier League. There's definitely a handful at the top. But then there's a very large pack in the middle. So what this means is if that top tier are gone, then the difference between drafting, say, the eighth best keeper and the 16th best goalkeeper on looking at points over the whole season are going to be very little, you know. So we're, we're talking about an overall points bracket of maybe 110 to 130. So if you do average that over the full 38 game weeks, that's you know less than half a point a week. When you factor in, you're probably going to have two playing keepers anyway, um, the extra points you're going to be able to pick up from, from swapping them out as the fixtures turn are far more important than reaching for a mid-level goalkeeper in, in a higher round. Because the drop-off between an OK midfielder and an average midfielder is going to be far, far greater. So that's where you want to sort of prioritise your picks. And it's why, particularly even if you see on my draft rankings, the strikers and the midfielders are generally ranked a lot higher than the goalkeepers and defenders. But anyway, let's get into some individual picks. And the first one I'm going to highlight is Hugo Lloris, who I've got at number two on my list. Now, it doesn't sound too controversial, judging from the chat around the draft community. But as it stands, the majority of drafts out there still have Lloris going as the third keeper behind Allison and Edison. According to the latest data on Draft FC, um, Lloris is going on average 10 picks lower than Edison as it stands, which is basically a full round lower now, while Edison would still seem a solid bet to get numerous clean sheets again this season, the fact remains he just doesn't have enough work to do to get the added save and bonus points. And even looking at last year, for example, Lloris was the second overall point scorer in terms of goalkeepers behind Alisson. Now, this season, I think with Conte in, Spurs' defensive uh, capabilities are only going to get stronger. It does mean that Lloris hopefully will have less to do. I'm saying hopefully as a Spurs fan, but the clean sheet points, which are the bread and butter, should increase. Um, And I'm backing Spurs to generally have a very good season defensively in at number five I've got Saar for Wolves now at number five we've probably left the top tier of uh, goalkeepers by this point so it could be and probably should be a reasonably mid to late round draft pick if you're if you're looking to pick up Saar I really like the Wolves defense if you've seen any of the blog articles or my comments on Twitter you'll know I'm a massive fan of Nathan Collins who they've just signed from Burnley for around 21 million pounds and I think with him in the back line, I'm backing Wolves to keep plenty of clean sheets. I expect it will be Cody, Collins, and then one of either Kilman or Willie Bowley as a back three, providing they stay as a back three. And yeah, I just think they're going to be defensively Very strong this season. And I think they're going to have to lean on that because at the other end, I really don't see them scoring that many goals. So they sort of have to be defensively very sound if they're going to have any chance of staying in the league. And if you listen to people's Premier League predictions going into the new season, people are very, very cold on Wolves generally, um, which I think is really underselling them um, because I think defensively they're still one of the best teams in the league. They are going to have to add some goals if they want to do anything better than mid table. In at 14, I've got Raya for Brentford, and that's probably lower than many rankings out there. And that's mainly because I see Brentford having a slightly tougher ride this year. Having said that, I do like some of the signings they've made, but most of those um, impressive signings are at the other end. They have added Ben Me recently, which I think will be a good addition for them both off and on the pitch. But it is their second season. A lot of teams will be starting to suss them out. And if they make too many changes, that could also have a detrimental effect as well. Depending on how they end up lining up uh, come the start of the season, Rhea is someone I've got my eye on who I could nudge up the rankings. But as I was saying at the beginning, really the difference between the likes of Sar at fifth and whoever you've got down in 13th or 14th may not be very many points at all. In 17th, I've got uh, Bazunu. Um, which is a cracking name uh, for Southampton who I'm tipping to play the majority of the season for the Southampton as their number one and I would advise you not to panic should McCarthy start in game week one McCarthy is a backup level keeper there's no doubt about it and it's an area Southampton have clearly identified is an issue this off season. and I'm pretty certain Bazuna will play the majority of the year as their number one so uh, yeah don't get lured into auto-drafting McCarthy at 19 is Dean Henderson could be the bargain of the bunch and the longer I think about him the more I fancy moving him up a bit as well in his first Premier League season with Sheffield United he scored 160 points which would have been enough to make him the second highest scoring keeper last year he made nearly 100 saves and was picking up bonus points pretty much every other game um, I do think that Forest are going to struggle slightly more than Sheffield United did in their first year but still I think he could be a very good value pick Outside the top 20 then and as I said we're getting into that realm of either handcuffing with a backup or selecting a uh, player who could end up becoming the number one at their respective clubs and so at 21 best of the rest I've got Bern Leno. Now at the time of writing this the rumours are that Leno could be uh, heading south to join Fulham. That's why he's 21st on my list because he could be very likely to be a starter any time now so he's definitely better than a good handful of of the starting keepers ranked above him on the list. Uh, a move away does seem sensible. He's definitely an improvement for Fulham. So if he does move away, um, I expect him to go straight in at number one. Likewise, at number 22, I've got Ariola. Um, he's another keeper higher on the backup list because of rumours he could displace Fabianski as the West Ham number one sooner rather than later. The only other one I'll mention here at 25 is Ortega, who seems to be the city number two. So if you are looking to handcuff someone with Edison, he's your guy. So that's it for this episode. As I said, if you want the full list, head over to draftfc.co.uk and it will be available for you to see in full. Um, I'm keeping the rankings list updated pretty much uh, every five to seven days at the moment. Um, It's quite hard work, obviously, as the amount of transfers that are going through each day, but uh, we're trying to keep on top of things so that as soon as you're ready to draft, the list you can see on the site will be as up to date as possible. And it's important to say that you won't only have my full list of draft rankings, but you'll be able to use the draft rankings dashboard and see a collated list of every draft that's happened in the world so far. It's updated every day um, and you can even select by individual players and see roughly where they're going in the draft. So you'll have your own draft ranking, which I'm sure you're already working on. You'll have my draft ranking and you'll have the global draft ranking average to come up with a pretty good idea of where you're going to take certain players. So very much urge everyone to go and check out draftfc.co.uk if you haven't already. I'll leave things there for for this one. I think uh, the goalkeepers aren't usually too controversial and it's also pretty difficult to go too far wrong with the keepers as long as you're not wasting too high a draft pick. So obviously the next episode, as I said, will be me discussing some of my defender ranking lists. So until then... Stay shoot.